What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. One of the most difficult things to do in life is to start over. And just about every day, we are positioned with the opportunity to do something different, whether we know it or not. I wanted to talk in this episode about the grace that God gives us to start fresh. Starting over can be extremely frustrating. Starting over is going to look so different to just about everybody who's listening to this podcast episode. It might mean applying for a new job. It might mean applying for an advancement at your job. It might be changing career paths. It might be deciding to start a family or to have more children. Um, after your children have left the house. It might be uh, starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur or going into an entrepreneurial partnership with another person. Starting over might look like beginning a new relationship or striking out in the dating world after a divorce or being widowed. It might also look like buying a new car or buying a house or beginning a diet. Whatever it might be, starting over is extremely scary. And there are some core things that tend to be um, roadblocks for starting over that I want to point out. Starting over can be very uncomfortable because it positions us to navigate the unknown. Starting over means leaving our comfort zone, leaving the things that we're most acquainted with, the things that make us feel safe, the things that make us feel protected. Also, starting over requires the courage to leave something or someone. And so today we will re- re- review some really practical insights from the book of Ruth, specifically uh, the experience of Ruth's sister-in-law, Orpa, and Naomi's daughter-in-law. We'll look at her experience and we'll pull some nuggets from her life that might be important to consider when we are positioned to start fresh. If you're a Bible scholar or a Bible reader or a churchgoer, you might be familiar with the book of Ruth. However, I want to take the opportunity to give you some insight on the book of Ruth as though maybe you're not familiar with it because I don't want to assume that you are. The book of Ruth uh, is a book that highlights the life and experience of Ruth who um, is connected with her mother-in-law, Naomi, And through this connection, uh, Naomi uh, births um, a son who would in time be uh, connected or a part of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Oftentimes when this story is told, it is a beautiful story of camaraderie between two women uh, that bring to light the need and the... Uh, full sort of picture of 
how God's plan shapes up in the lives of those that he entrusts with responsibility to carry that responsibility. So Naomi and Ruth build a long and lasting relationship that is often preached and taught about um, and has been done so for many years. There are, however, some elements of this story that perhaps we need to revisit. The Bible starts uh, in this particular book by highlighting that Naomi is a widow. Um, she is the wife of one man. She has two children. Both of her two children are men who are married to two women. Uh, Naomi becomes a widow and is left with her two sons who later marry, and then she gains two daughter-in-laws. Along the time for which she is in this experience, she also loses her two sons and is left with her two daughters-in-law. The Bible story picks up where uh, Naomi decides that as a widow who has lost her husband and two children, it is very important for her to return to her homeland, to the place where people know her and that they are familiar with who she is and readily available to assist in taking care of her needs as a widow. So she presents uh, this new um, pursuit, this new chapter in her life to her two daughters-in-law who also um, have experienced great grief in the loss of their husbands. And she says to them, Orpah and Ruth, uh, it has been a privilege to be your mother-in-law. Thank you for your care and concern for my sons. Thank you for marrying them. Thank you for being a part of their life. However, at this time, it makes sense for me to go my way and for you to go your way. The first reaction by both Orpah and Ruth was, no, we can never leave you. Um, you have been so instrumental in our lives, and it doesn't make sense for us to just desert you all of a sudden because we are no longer uh, in marriage relationships with your son due to their passing. And to that uh, commentary, uh, Ruth uh, and Naomi uh, began to forge a relationship where Ruth essentially says to Naomi, I refuse to leave you and I am committing to going wherever you go, saying whatever you say and, and, and struggling, if you will, uh, in order to meet our goals and fulfill the destiny for which God has for us. Initially, Orpah, the second daughter-in-law, was down for uh, going along with the plan. However, uh, in a last-ditch effort to communicate the complexities of following Naomi, Naomi reminds Orpah and Ruth how difficult it would be to uh, follow a widowed woman. She begins to tell them that even if she were to have another son that they could potentially be with or marry, that that would be so crazy uh, because it would require them to wait for so many years in order for that young man to be born and to grow. It also means that uh, Naomi will be responsible for having an older, uh, for having a child at a very 
old age. And so uh, in the first book of Ruth, uh, Naomi offers to her daughter-in-laws this opportunity to return to their native land. After much discussion, uh, Orpah decides that it is indeed best for her uh, to go back to her native land. And we hear no more about the life of Orpah uh, in our particular text because there um, the story picks up between the relationship for which both Ruth uh, and Naomi have. I want to just take some time to speak very clearly about um, a a missing narrative in this story. I'm of the belief that Orpah does not get the credit that she deserves for making the decision to go her separate way. Friends, brothers and sisters, there will be times in our life where we are positioned with an ultimatum to decide which path is important for us to take. There will be times uh, in our life where we are presented with the opportunity to go right or to go left. There will be times when our destiny is at stake because we are given uh, a variety of choices and decisions to make. I believe that Orpah took the time to revisit what she believed her life could entail. I believe that she had to take into consideration would she want to be married again? Would it be possible for her to be loved again? Could she uh, redeem herself? Could she gather herself after a tremendous season of loss? What is it that uh, Orpah could do to regain her composure, to regain her livelihood, to take her life back. And so um, both Orpah and Ruth are positioned to make key uh, decisions about their life. Their story reminds me of so many times, even in my own life, where I had to make a critical decision about starting over. I think about some of the most life-altering experiences in my life that centered around starting over. I can recall what it feels like to be a ward of the state who turned 18 shortly after graduating from high school. And although I had not been accepted to many of the schools that I had applied to as of yet because I was still waiting for letters of acceptance, I had to decide what I would do with the summer uh, before entering college. And I could remember um, essentially spending that summer homeless, doing what I could to uh, live off of the small amount of money that my mother would give me or living in the small 400 square foot apartment and finally deciding that rather than going to some of the schools that I would later be accepted to, but I would go to the University of Oregon and I would spend the last $39 that I had in my bank account to get on an Amtrak train and ride that Amtrak train to the University of Oregon student orientation. I can recall uh, the anxiety and the stress of making that that, that decision, that determination um, that I was going to um, start fresh by going to the University of Oregon. I think about uh, the experience that I had after I had graduated from the University of Oregon and worked one year at the Southern Oregon University, but I was really impassioned about the idea of going to graduate school. After a failed series of attempts to apply for graduate school, I decided to try again. My experience led me to a a state where I had been accepted to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Not only had I not visited 
the state of Nevada. Not only had I not visited uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, I had no idea if their academic program would meet my needs. However, I needed to take the courage that it took to start over. Starting over was uh, whether it was the University of Oregon or uh, the, the move to Las Vegas was my introduction um, to higher education and the freedom that higher education brought me. But it was also representative of what it looked like to implement the courage that life had allowed me to, to, to build. I've learned uh, from going to the University of Oregon as, uh, uh, and going to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, that I had the capacity and the ability to take a leap of faith. And I share that with you to say that there will be some times in our lives where we are positioned to make decisions that will cause some anxiety. Starting over is scary. It's not easy. I'm reminded of the time when I finished uh, graduate school in Las Vegas and had to make a choice about what I would do next. I could not see uh, career opportunities presenting themselves in Nevada and I had to make a choice and it just so happened that I um, had come to a conference with a group of students for which I was the graduate student assistant for at the University of Nevada Las Vegas a conference being held in Davis California I remember enjoying the city so greatly that I decided that that could be a city for which I was willing to work immediately after returning to Las Vegas after this trip I found jobs and career opportunities at the University of California, Davis, and end up interviewing for these jobs at a conference that would be held in Detroit, Michigan that same year. Yes, I interviewed for a job in California at a convention that was held in Detroit. And how interesting it was that that uh, move to California after I had took that leap of faith um, would, would be the discovery of a, a passion, um, would be the discovery of old gifts, and would cause me to experience the ups and downs of the pursuit of, uh, of excellence in career. And so I mentioned these three um, really life-altering experiences because they represent the angst that we feel when we are positioned to start over. I believe that um, just as um, I was um, at a standstill and reflecting on what my life would entail when I was making the decision about going to the University of Oregon or going to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or moving to California, all places that were foreign to me that I had not visited before, I realized that, that moving on can be really scary. I want to give Orpah credit because Orpah realized that her uh, destiny was attached to her ability to make decisions about things that she could not see. She had no idea what uh, her, her life would entail, but she thought about the possibility of what could be and decided that the possibility was better than what she was comfortable with or what she knew about. Although Orpa had an emotional attachment to what she was leaving, she was open to the possibility attached with where she was going. Going. I want to say that again. Although Orpa 
had an emotional attachment to what she was leaving, she was open to the possibility of where she was going. And we can learn something from Orpah. Going uh, in, in a new direction, the accepting the grace to start fresh sometimes means that we have to believe that the, the place that God takes us, even if we cannot see it, is better than the place that we are. Oh, I'm sure that it was a very emotional decision that, that Orpah had to make. How could she leave um, her sister-in-law who she had grown to love, who they had become sisters both in happiness and grief? How could she leave her beautiful mother-in-law that brought um, her, her love, her husband to life? How could she leave them as they grieved together? But she knew that the promise that was associated with her life was not attached to the people that were in her past. And so um, I want to point out also that sometimes loyalty can be so dangerous to our purpose. Yes, she had a reason to be loyal to Ruth and Naomi. Yes, she had a reason to be loyal to the, the sister-in-law and the mother-in-law for which she had grown so fond of. But she also realized that loyalty could come in the middle of uh, her pursuit of purpose. And I want to say that we have to be careful not to allow loyalty to get in the way of who we might be able to be. Sometimes we're attached to old jobs. Sometimes we're attached to old relationships. Sometimes we're attached to old people. Sometimes we're attached to old systems. And our loyalty to those things can impact our ability to progress. And so I think it's important for us to take inventory of the things that we're holding on to. And we have to ask ourselves, why am I holding on to these things? Why I am I allowing myself to be loyal to something when I don't know what the future has? Oh, what a beautiful example Orpah is. She realizes that it's important for her to take this leap of faith, to leave this idea of loyalty for something unknown and to believe that what was ahead of her was better than what was behind her. And so loyalty um, can be dangerous to our purpose. And so Orpah was a courageous woman that was willing to see herself in the future. Some things that we are loyal to um, serve us um, or, or sever our ability uh, to attain our goal. Orpah knew that her attachment to Naomi and Ruth was a seasonal attachment. Let me say that again. Orpah knew that her relationship, her attachment uh, to her mother-in-law and her sister-in-law were seasonal attachments. And we must be careful not to make long-term decisions based on seasonal attachments. They're going to be uh, uh, times and relationships and jobs and things that God intends for us to be seasonal. We cannot make long-term decisions based on seasonal attachments. And so Orpah decides that her future, although she understands and has a keen understanding of her past, that she cannot allow her past to get in the way of her future. And so she does something that is both courageous, that is both life altering that she decides that her destiny is attached to the unknown. Now, I want to note that 
that that this beautiful story about the relationship uh, with with between Ruth and Naomi would not be had Orpah decided to go along with Naomi and Ruth to the next place where they were going. It would have presented uh, Naomi, the mother-in-law, with with a little bit of conflict. She would have been uh, responsible for caring and loving and taking care of two women. She would have carried the burden and assuring that they were both happy. They would both be wrestling um, each other for the same prize, the, the attention and the love that only that only Naomi, their mother-in-law, could offer. But because Orpah was willing to go and to venture into the unknown, she did not have to compete with what blessing would be Ruth's because she realized that what was for her was for her. And so I want to just say to you that God is extending to us through these beautiful examples of Orpah, Naomi, and Ruth, the grace that he gives us to start fresh. And it is not... um, it's not a bad thing to start fresh. It's not a bad thing to, to, to walk away from things that you are comfortable with. It's not a bad thing to take risks. What we are saying when we decide to take a risk, what we are saying when we decide to leave the norm is that we are trusting God with the things that we cannot control. Orpah didn't know what her future entailed. She didn't know where she was going. She didn't know whether she would be able to, 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 to find a loving husband to replace the husband that had passed away. She didn't know if she was going to venture into a space where she would become loved and, 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 and embraced by the people where she was returning, but she was willing to try. She was willing to put one foot in front of the other and make something happen with the hopes that God would deliver on her behalf. And so I want to say to you that even though we don't know the full story of Oprah, even though we don't know what would happen next in her life, We have enough information to know that God extended to her the grace to start fresh. And and, and listen, the the, the fear that is associated with being um, um, uh, uh, in the dark about the future is a fear that's only attached to those who don't know God. The, the, The reality is if we put our trust and our faith in God, he even though it seems dark and we cannot see our way, he will lead us. For the Bible reminds us in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us and that everything that he has planned for us, even if he doesn't lay it out before us with great detail, even if he doesn't give us a pamphlet that outlines it, even if we cannot see in the future, he still extends his love to us and his plan is in place no matter what we decide because he will not take us to uh, experiences that he won't bring us through. And so we must take inventory of the opportunities that are presented to us to accept the grace that God gives to start fresh. We must be willing to leave our comfort zones. We must be willing to leave our loyalties. We must be willing to to, to extract ourselves from, from 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 the emotional connections that we have to trust God for what he is able to do with our next. And so um, in, in closing, hopefully you are 
you've you've been able to grasp what I have wanted to share in this podcast about God's ability to bring us through and to what is next as a result of the grace that he gives us to start fresh. I want to end um, this podcast episode by saying a quick prayer with you because I believe that if you have made it this far, if you have decided to continue to listen to this podcast episode, I believe that that is God's will and his intention. And I just want to pray the prayer of faith with you because I know how difficult it can be to start over. I know how difficult it can be to take a shot in the dark. I know how difficult it can be to not know where your next meal is going to come from, to to move to a city where without having a place to stay, to find a roommate on, uh, on a website. I know how difficult it can be to launch out into the deep and dark world without knowing what is going to happen next. But I can assure you that if you set your affections on things above, if you put Christ first, he will not allow you to be disappointed. He will not allow you to be led in a direction where he will not help you through and to. And so I want to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, for every person that is still listening, Father, for every person that started to listen to this podcast episode, I pray even now, Father, that you would guide them, Father. I pray even now, God, that you would give them the courage to continue, Father, that you would give them the courage to step out, Father, on faith, Father, that you would give them the courage to know, Father, that you are with them and that you are the God of all flesh, that you are a God that will never leave nor forsake us even if we're going to places that we don't know father we thank you even now god that not only do you go with us father but that you go before us father you don't um you 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 are omnipresent you are everywhere god you are where we are and you are where we are going and so because you are where we are and where we are going father we thank you father for the courage to allow you to lead us even in dark places father even when we don't know what's going to happen next we thank you father for the grace that you have given us to start fresh, Father. And we thank you for the courage that it takes to walk in your power, in your spirit, and in your authority, God, to to, to conquer our fears and our anxiety, Father, so that we might experience the fullness of life with you. And God, we thank you for delivering us from fear. We thank you for taking the anxiety out of our heart because you said, don't be anxious for anything. And so we thank you for what you've already done. And we thank you for what you're going to do. And we declare it to be so, Father, that because of this podcast, because they listen, Father, because your word has gone forth, Father, that businesses will blossom, Father, that relationships will blossom. Father, that entrepreneurial spirits will come alive, Father, that new opportunities will present themselves, Father, and that those, Father God, who hear this prayer, Father, and accept your will for their life, Father, that they would not be disappointed when they make the decision to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode, and I want to remind you that you have the grace to start fresh. Thank you.